From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This is episode four, where we talk about the 1981 Tower of Death, aka Game of Death 2, directed by Ing Si Yun and starring quote unquote Bruce Lee. <laughs> um, Hoang Jung Lee plays Chin Ku, Tony Lung plays Bobby Lo, and Roy Horn plays Lewis. Uh, unfortunately, the trailer has very little English, but I'm playing it for you anyway to set the mood. Sensed your presence, but I'm afraid their swift departure is the sign of a bad omen. When did you first see Tower of Death? This one I actually never uh, saw in the theater as a kid, so I, I caught it once it was on um, videotape. And I remember buying the first videotape. It was um, at Tower Records in Berkeley, California. So the version I saw, and I don't know which, it, I don't know if you had a chance in sort of prepping for this at all, but you probably noticed that there are several versions that are available of this movie because there were so many different territories. I mean, there's actually a long story with this with the distributors, but essentially this this film was recut for different territories. So, you know, you're going to get different things when you watch different versions. 
Um, but anyway, so the first one I saw was a ga- uh, the version that was known as Game of Death 2, which is a fairly straight-up U.S. version um, that that did not include all the rare footage of Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon because Warner Brothers wasn't going to allow that being shown in the U.S. Oh. at the time. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, I did read about that. I thought it was really interesting that uh, because this does have a number of Korean martial artists in it, that there's a Korean mm-hmm. version where they're just like, forget Bruce Lee, and they really focused on a couple other um, uh, Korean actors. In fact, I have right here just in my notes, uh, Kim Tai Chung and Huang Jing Lee. Like, they had like a whole other sword demonstration with them while kind of cutting out some of the uh, additional, you know, Bruce Lee related stuff. Right. And there's actually another one in there is a fairly prominent Korean martial artist, Cas- Casanova Wong, who is the guy that Tong Lung fights in the like the uh, plant, uh, the greenhouse. Oh, right. Yeah. I saw his name, Casanova. That's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. We uh, that's he's one of the guys I uh, met with in uh, Korea last year. So oh, that's terrific. Um, so yeah. this is a really strange phenomenon. And I didn't know that multiple existed. I mean, I kind of know like in the man, the myth, we're using footage of Bruce Lee. There's a lot of them that use footage of Bruce Lee, but this is the only one that's uh, other than Game of Death that's using un like unused footage from. Well, I'll tell you what. I, if you want to, I don't know if you feel like you want to. And this is up to you. If you want to do a little, you know, three or four point synopsis to this thing or not. I don't know if you feel like you even want to roll with that. But I can get into some interesting stories about that that uh, Roy told me. Uh, last year in Hong Kong about all the the, the Bruce Lee footage because that's kind of a big reason why this film even got made. Oh, I think our people want to hear. So let's do <laughs> this, Matt. So this is part of this vein of of Bruce exploitation films that have footage of Bruce Lee movies that have that weren't shown in real Bruce Lee movies. Or maybe they were. Like in this case, there is some footage, right, that wasn't actually shown in Enter the Dragon, but it's been cut well, in here, right? Yeah, and actually, Inseon, the director, was told by Golden Harvest that they said, look, we've got Bruce Lee footage. It's never been released, so we want you to make a movie around this footage. So um, he was sort of led to believe, as was Roy and the rest of them, that there was this vault of footage <laughs> they had that they were going to pull out. Right. And so they started constructing this whole movie around this stuff. And I, and I always found it interesting because... If you, you know, the the film itself is sort of being pushed as a quote unquote sequel to Game of Death, but everything in the film, and in, in the book I talk about this a lot, is everything in the film is set up for it to be a sequel to Enter the Dragon. Because even the character in the beginning, that as you, you know, like what they do, they follow the the system of game of death really closely where they've got this story and they're sticking this footage in. It's not just like sort of garbage footage of a shot of Bruce Lee as a kid at the beginning and then move on with the rest of the movie. Like some, you know, some films do. There has been a few films that promise Bruce Lee footage and then you go in and it was a couple childhood shots and they, they move on to a totally different movie here. They were literally trying to construct this film around the footage like they did with game of death. But the fact is, in Game of Death, and I guess you just saw it recently, right? I saw it uh, early, uh, yesterday uh, afternoon as a, you know, prep for this. Because I was thinking, as is the, as this is a sequel, because they both have, you know, uh, the the character of uh, Billy. So, you know. Right, but if you pay attention, it's they name him Billy Lowe. But if in Game of Death, he's this movie star guy right. who's, you know, lives in Hong Kong. And he's, a, he's basically Bruce Lee. 
But if you look at the character in this, it's in the movie even opens up with, in most of the cuts anyways, with Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon going into this place, and he's he's got he's whistling to a bird that's hanging from a right. you know hanging from a, you know the the roof, and he's he picks up a book and he starts writing down. This is this is the character that Lee played in Enter the Dragon. In fact, that all that those clips were from Enter the Dragon. They just never used them in the the actual film. And so through the course of the movie, that character that that we're supposed to believe is Bruce Lee that plays for the first, you know, 20 minutes of the film or whatever it is. Spoiler alert, he gets killed in this. Um, it's, um, you know, he plays it as much more of the character from Enter the Dragon and all the clips were set up. Because I think the this is the part I was going to bring up before is I think what Ng Si Yoon was being promised was footage from Enter the Dragon that never... And he, I mean, he clearly got some in this and we can talk about some of that as we go through this. But even the end of the film, you'll notice all the stuff that takes place in this cavern and there's some shots in there we can go over where they were clearly setting those shots up to put stuff from the cavern fright uh fight and enter the dragon into this film oh yeah oh yeah you know if we just want to jump in i think we'll just keep going with this train of thought because first off i thought it was thrilling to see this footage that it was you said it 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 is enter the dragon and it's that character and it was really neat uh you know some stuff they cut out because of time but it's really bruce which is again that's gold i mean he's gone and we have footage we're going to make it like the guys with game of death they were lucky as hell they had all these elaborate fight scenes they didn't have a lot of other stuff but they had some great fight scenes with some really famous people so then it's like well you get the other stuff and it's him whistling at birds and him sitting one way or another and talking but i feel like this one way better than game of death um integrated the the footage in the opening sequence and uh when we first see him and and even the dumb stuff, like you, it's a scene you know from End of the Dragon, but they cut it into the uh, uh, drinking the tea while fighting scene. It was freaking right. It was a great scene, but it, it felt good and it all worked really well together. The only reason we know it's archive footage is that we know the other movies so well. But if you came into this and this is back then, people didn't have VCRs, right? You're coming in a little bit later and or most people didn't. But anyway, you're, you don't remember it per, scene by scene and you're like, wait, yeah. That's the Bruce Lee I know and love. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, that's uh, to that point when I got that first tape, because I remember, I don't know where I was reading it, in magazines at the time or whatever, since it was before the internet, I thought there was this footage of Bruce Lee in the Game of Death 2 when I got it, but it was the stuff in the American version at that point was just uh, pulled close-ups of Bruce from uh, Way of the Dragon, yep. uh, Fists of Fury, and the Big Boss. And that was it. And and there was nothing else from Enter the Dragon, which is what I was hoping for. I'm with you. Where uh, Game of Death itself is so clumsy in its fake Bruce or just shoving in. Like, it's really, like, high-quality video of one guy, and they shoot to this grainy footage of Bruce in, like, Way of the Dragon. And you can almost tell it's the Coliseum behind him, and then they flip back. And I'm like, come on. With this, yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like that at all with this, this uh, um, Tower of Death. I thought, this looks good. Okay, so now I want to get to your parallels because I didn't come into this thinking they were going to be anything like that, but it has so many things. The huge elaborate estate, uh, the one-armed man, uh, the underground tunnels, all of that could have been taken straight from Enter the Dragon. Yeah, and in, in fact, in the Korean version of the film, there's an opening um, at an airport where you see 
Tong Long, you know, uh, Kim Tai Jong walking through the airport and he's wearing the exact suit Bruce Lee had in Enter the Dragon when he goes to the graveyard at the beginning of the film to, um, you know, pay, uh, pay, uh, you know, homage to his, his family and, and that's in the grave. And so you can tell that they were setting up for cl- putting in more scenes of Bruce Lee in that suit in this opening of the Korean sequence. And then it just kind of progresses from there because everything that they do at that point, they, you know, that they even, this was before they released the, um, I don't know if you ever saw this, they released, I can't remember if it was back in the 90s, I guess, the updated End of the Dragon with a couple of scenes put in that were never included in the, the release of the U.S. version, which were in the Chinese version, for instance, him with Roy Chow, who's the monk, and they're having this conversation. That's used in Tower of Death as well. And so, uh, but you're right. They they basically set it up much better than they did in um, in Game of Death, where I kind of felt like they just they had their story and then they just figured places to stick Bruce's face in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They I feel like they were more at leisure here. They're like, well, we have Bruce Lee footage. Let's figure out how we can kind of put that in the story, make it go. Where in the other case, like with Game of Death, I guess it wasn't s- supposed to just be like five levels of the tower. You know, or we're calling it a tower, but because of but you know, it was the the progressive fighting it was like seven and it was way it was going to be way more elaborate and like nobody could i guess the real bruce lee experts have figured out here's approximately what the plot of game of death was supposed to be like but we'll never know because you know they did what they needed. well actually believe it or not there there are there's in fact i've seen them i might even have copies of them in my computer they're not i don't know if they've ever been i don't think they've been published before but bruce lee did do a fairly um extensive like treatment of his story that he wanted to do. In fact, he wanted it to be in Korea. He was actually wanted the tower to be in Korea, which is where this one takes place. So this one, in some ways, there's some there's some elements of this one that actually pay much more attention to Bruce Lee's original idea of um, of uh, his game of death than, of course, the one that that Robert Klaus and the rest of them made later. You know, I think they knew they had gold with these scenes of uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he's so big and he's so towering compared to the rest of them. They just knew, all right, this is like a new, this is our new Bolo. Like, we're even going to use Bolo, but it doesn't matter because now we have Kareem and people are going to eat this up. Like, no matter what we do around it, as long as we show Kareem with Bruce and they're fighting each other, we're on. And... I, oh, that was the selling point. Yeah. I don't even know if you notice this, and if we ever do this movie down the line, there, there's actually a moment in the film where there's a, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar clone <laughs> because <laughs> the scenes, the scenes in the office where you've got um, Dean Jagger and yeah. uh, Hugh O'Brien, the rest of them talking, and Dan and Asanto. That's not really Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting in the, the dark corner. You know, it's just some other oh, double stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Well, I, w- I would say one of my favorite things about this one was uh, Roy Chow. Uh, as the abbot, um, I loved the that that whole opening scene with him, uh, him and his two students, and he has the one. It, it might be my favorite my favorite scene in the whole film, but he's sort of just doing the kata. You know, he's he's doing some mm-hmm. kicks and he's jumping around, and he's got such great form. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, I had to like stop for a second. I like, wait, what am I watching again? Like this. Like, I was taken to another place. And then they do the stick fighting and uh, the staff fighting. And I thought that was really fantastic. Right. And then he jumps in and he fights them both for a while before Bruce walks up. And that was just so cool. And then they jump to the, it was the classic footage of of Roy and Bruce it's from End of the Dragon talking. And, you know, they threw in all their own dialogue. And it worked so well. 
Yeah, and that scene in the opening where he's sitting down having tea, you know, they were again using that setup there with Tong Lung to mimic the scene at the beginning of Enter the Dragon where Bruce Lee's having tea with the British agent. Yeah. And they even used some of the clips from that, not only just from that movie, but some alternate takes of Bruce Lee and a couple of the, the, the ver- you know, for the real hardcore Bruce Lee fans that want to see just a slight alternate cut of one of those scenes, you know, they put some of that stuff in there. Some tea for you, sir. Oh, thank you. Your tea, sir. You're no fighter. Catch. That's awesome. Well, let me jump really quickly. Um, I just want to hear about your favorite scene in this movie. I, I mean, I actually, I think that my favorite scene, and I, you're going to say the same thing. I know it is, is the fight with the lion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I mean, I, now of course I'm picking it just because it's so entertaining. There's, there's actually in this movie some really good martial arts stuff, and you know, I mean, there's some good fight scenes in this, but that one's just so. You know, it's just so classic bad Bruce exploitation. Oh, you just gotta it love is. it. I have, a, I have like, I have in my notes at least three times. Oh my god, the actual martial arts choreography is amazing. Like they went over the top. Like it's really good. It's really fast and it's it doesn't look phony. It it's it's so clear. It's everything I love about martial arts when I can actually watch it. You know, we've talked about this before. I love Ender the Dragon. I love these things where you can you can actually see what's happening and it isn't just like a quick flash of a camera to make you feel like somebody's getting punched or something. So yeah, absolutely. But then to that scene, it it was, it was the one time in this whole thing where I was so pulled out of what we were doing. I'm like, I said, wait a minute. This is like, is this a furry movie? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, you know, and, and I don't know if you know this, but the, the, the action coordinator on this was Yoon Woo Ping, who's, you know, Matrix movies and 9,000 other uh-huh. martial arts movies. You know, he's he's still around choreographing today. So he's, uh, it, that's part of the reason why everything looks so good, I think. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Now, the lion, um, do you think that it was supposed to be a real lion? Like, to us, to the viewer, was it supposed to be a real lion or was it a man in a lion outfit? Well, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be... It was supposed to be a real lion, okay. and they okay. and, and and because of the tone. I mean, if you you'll watch other films in these, there's a sort of um, uh, I guess you know a sort of a stretch of reality where they were in these, particularly in Asia at that time, where you they they got it that it was fake, but they went with it. You know, I mean, you've got gorillas doing kung fu in some of these movies, and you know it's and there are guys in costumes, etc. Like Bruce Lee, the Invincible. You know, you've got two gorillas that have a kung fu fight with Bruce Lai, and um, <laughs> so I, they were really trying to. That's why they had that set up earlier where they were driving through the animal park with the. And in fact, Roy told me in that scene when they were feeding those lions, he almost got his arm ripped off because he was getting so into it. He was sticking his arm out to the the lions in that park, and they were jumping on the car. That's crazy, because yeah, that uh, it was one of those things. You're like, okay, so they're in a real nature reserve filming some mm-hmm. of this stuff, because those are definitely real lions and the peacocks and all that stuff. Like they they just had like, okay, we we got these guys, we're gonna film it. We got lions, let's throw some meat at them through the grates on the car, and, 
And I'm sure the lions were like, yeah, but there's a lot more of that in there. So exactly. And that's exactly what he actually said. He started panicking when they were shooting that scene. He was telling me that he said they were just, he was, cause they were jumping on and sticking their heads through and sticking their arms through. <laughs> it's So it sounded pretty crazy. It looks kind of crazy on camera too. Oh, it does. In fact, he panics at the end. Um, uh, Billy. Oh no. Uh, Bobby yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's like, well, why are we wasting time? Let's get out of here. And you know, the, the lions are like jumping up on the, on the land rover. That was hilarious. <laughs> so what did you like? What was your take? I mean, so you actually, you kind of, you actually, th- this one kind of kept you through most of it. Right. I mean, I, I mean, as crazy as it was, I mean, you were, you were sort of the action in this worked for you to some degree. I oh, for it. sure. No, I, yeah. there, there was, there wasn't a point like let's so you know if we could step through it we got the opening we got uh the tea fighting and uh, then we jump to the abbot and then we're going into uh, i guess we're going to hong kong or no we're supposed to be going to japan or something we meet the girl the sister she gives uh, over the film it's actually not the sister it's a daughter of uh chin ku so he gets the yeah. film and now he just has to fight i mean i you know i don't this is my jam. I love to see this. So he has to fight like six masked guys in this room and they do everything. They break the mirror and they're breaking all the chairs and stuff. And then he gets outside and there's like a line. There's like, they come from each side of him, four guys each. And then it's the big street fight all the way to the end that he almost gets hit by a car, flips over it barely. Yeah, like, which is great it is stuff. action packed. It was just crazy. I was just like, damn, this is awesome. Yeah, they they, they didn't like play around too much. They're this movie was like we have some Bruce Lee footage and we have like these kick-ass guys who are just going to fight and they're going to make your the fights look real, and yeah, I I, I was engaged throughout. Uh, I wasn't sure yeah. where we were going. Like we get to the fast estate, right, and we've watched the guy, uh, uh, Mister Corin, Roy Corin, um, and he was great. And he's like, that's when we started to get a little funny. So I wanted to point this out I, or bring this up to you. One of my other favorite scenes, because it was so cheesy, cheesy in that way of these old things. But they're doing the, um, like, we're talking through the film. Like, all right, who's this guy? He's like, oh, you know, that's Lewis. And he's like, uh, so why do you think Chin Ku's teaching him Kung Fu? He's like, well, he really wants to learn Kung Fu. <laughs> to to kill people <laughs> or something like that. I was like, right, I, mean, yeah. I did uh, literally LOL. <laughs> oh, the valley's lost an arm. He doesn't act handicapped, though. He's very loyal to Lewis. Never leaves his side for a minute. What's Chinko doing teaching Lewis Kung Fu? Seems that Lewis is interested in Kung Fu. For the purpose of killing, seems to enjoy it. The man's mad. And, well, and again, that that scene, you know, where they're sitting in there with the the projector, etc. Again, replicating Enter the Dragon. He's wearing, you know, wearing the same outfit. They're in a room with a projector going because that's how Enter the Dragon opened. If you remember, he's getting, you know, getting the rundown on going to Hans Island. So, oh, you got it. I mean, you yeah, you can consistently go through this film in the beginning, of the first twenty thirty minutes, particularly, and find all these places where you could see where they were trying to stick some footage in, which they they no doubt had. I think what they ran up against was just Warner Brothers stuff. And again, like the the there are scenes in the the American version. Remember, he's going and talking to the old man, who's the guy from Enter the Dragon. Yeah. And and in one of the versions, if you look up, I think it's the Game of Death two version. You'll see all the cuts of Bruce Lee are again from Fists of Fury and the Big Boss. 
But if you watch the version that is, I guess, the Chinese version of it, you'll see the clips of Bruce Lee are from Enter the Dragon. Because I think in this territory in, in Asia, they had probably some some rights to some of the footage, maybe one way or another, so they could just release it there. That's why there's, again, why there's so many differing versions of this. And Roy told me, he said that what happened was some of the territories got into this thing with this movie where they wanted certain demands on the film for their particular ter- territories, whether it's Spain or you know, you know, Asia or wherever. And they actually started cutting different versions of the film to appease the distributors in different, um, in different territories. And he said it got a little out of hand because they found out once the different distributors found out once the producers were willing to cut footage, all everybody started asking for different versions. <laughs> you know, put in the naked girl, take out the naked girl, yeah. put in the, this fight, take out that. So I think that's why you can find you know, four or five versions of Tower of Death floating around. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, I was going to ask about the the opening sequence here. So they're showing some archive Bruce Lee stuff, and then they're flipping back to um, to Huang Ji Li, and he's doing that thing with the Boken where he's getting really close to the paper curtains and mm-hmm. getting close enough to break it. I thought that that was like completely side to side with the whole one inch punch thing that you can go find on YouTube of uh, Bruce Lee. You know, it's the it's the so much power beyond the action, the, the physical touch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's probably, they, I mean, that is what, you know, I mean, they're always looking for more interesting ways to display their martial arts prowess on, in these films, other than just, you know, let me put my fist through a, a, a brick or something, yeah. you know, and here that's exactly what they were trying to do. All right. So we get out there and we're, uh, we're at the, they, they actually didn't call it the, um, the tower of death. They had their own name for it. It was like the. Uh, they did, you know. They, I think they. It depends. I think there is a version where they do call it, but maybe there was another one that. Uh, were you watching a subtitled version, or did you see the English dubbed one? I watched an overdubbed version, and it had all the stuff we're talking about with the end of the dragon Bruce Lee footage. Okay, got it. And it had a naked lady. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we eventually go on. Is that the same one you watched? Well, I've seen pretty much all of them, but that that would be um, th- you've probably got one of the. So you they were speaking in English, is what you were yeah. saying, right? Yeah, yeah. That that was you know that version didn't used to be available in America just because of the the end of the dragon footage, but I think they, there was an, a a cut of it that existed. They just later had to go in for legal reasons and change it. So you're just watching an, probably one of the earlier versions of Tower of Death uh, for the U.S. Uh, or at least an international, because even they would dub it in English sometimes for different countries, even if they weren't, even if it wasn't America. So you were just catching one of the, uh, one of the pre, uh, pre um, censored ones by the, the U.S. What I did notice about mine, uh, this version, is if it wouldn't have been dubbed in English, uh, the footage that they took from Into the Dragon, it wouldn't have worked. They were just trying to make the mouth line up to some of the stupid stuff they said, you know. Like mm. the purpose was in this case, it's we talked about it last time. I would much rather hear it in its native language and read subtitles, and just at least get the feel. And hopefully, the subtitles would be true to life. But in some of these cases, it's like, "Hey, guy, why'd you say that?" And it made no sense. And then they moved yeah. to the next scene, and that's like, okay. No, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think they, you know, they, they. I, I mean, did you? So you said that was the only one you saw. You didn't see the uh, Chinese version, right? No, no. Yeah. Okay. Got it. 
Yep, this was the only copy I could find uh, out there. I think uh, I think if I went to try to buy it somewhere, I didn't actually go for that. I just went for the, there's one on YouTube and I went for it. But uh, yeah, I, I wonder, I'd love to see some other versions. Uh, I, this one was pretty fun for me, but I'm always open for that. I'd like to see. Well, you can always type in, if you type in on YouTube, Korean version, Tower of Death, there's like the first 10 minutes on there. And you can see it's a totally different opening with him in the, at the airport and all that stuff. So, um, <clears throat> and I don't know, you know, and we did, we kind of jumped a little bit past this, but I thought a couple of things. When they goes, when we're still thinking we're with Bruce Lee, um, and he goes to the temple and he talks to the abbot. Now, this, that's Roy Chow playing the abbot. Now, right. you know, Roy Chow was also played the exact same abbot in enter the dragon and then of course for indiana jones fans he was in the second indiana jones film in the beginning um but that sequence he's also having that fight scene and, and yoon Bu, who's a you know one of jackie chan's main guys you know him and samuel hung and and jackie all were right. kind of a, a trio he's he's the one one of the two monks fighting him at the in the um park there in the beginning um, but that sequence where they're going to with the later sequence, that's a, so there's that sequence. But what I always liked about this is, you know, we've talked about this before where there's the incorporation of the funeral footage into these movies. Right. And how it sort of is done in different films. I always thought in this one it was really interesting because now it's like 1980 when they did this film. So it's already like seven years past, you know, seven, eight years past Bruce Lee's death. And when they go into this, it's sort of it's sort of interesting because it's it's this funeral that's in the story, but then it kind of for a moment breaks the fourth wall and becomes a sort of memorial to Bruce Lee. You know, they start, I don't know, again, it depends on which version you see, but in one of them, they just take off in that funeral footage to, um, you know, clips of Bruce Lee when he was a kid and his other films and different movies and, it, and the sad music's playing, you know, and it's. I always thought it was kind of interesting in this film how they they took that um, that sequence and just sort of for a moment stepped out and said we're going to honor Bruce Lee and then go back to our story. They're paying respect. Well, and in CU and you know you know he's done these these films. He was he clearly respected Bruce Lee. I mean he's he's made that well. And you even with Bruce Lee the man the myth. You know his other film that's sort of in this. Uh, in this category, he's got a few films that sort of fall into his Bruce Bluetation category, but you always got a sense with him that he was um, he was trying to be courteous and respectful and 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 not kind of take it too far onto the dark side. Yeah. So we we end up going downstairs into. Uh, I just loved it. We're in this futuristic super drug lab with awesome yeah. elevators <laughs> meth and uh, burn you to bits. Uh, digital blocks that if you walk through you die and uh it's it's really this is now finally where we've done enter the dragon we're even still enter the dragon but now we're starting to add in some of the things that were from game of death we're gonna have a series of people we need to fight uh it actually started outside of there we had the one-armed man and that was the big one and then random people and we saw mars you know uh standing outside the the cave and uh good eye and then we get inside, and it's time to fight, and it, it, it was, you know, step by step, right? So the first dude, and then we have to escape through, and yeah, what do you think? Well, and again, here you have uh, Tong Lung putting on this black tracksuit that he goes down, you know, into the into the dungeon with and he's he, if you he's got the black it's kind of funny because he has the 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 tracksuit on it's 
he, he's wearing it. He goes and he ties it around his waist for a little fight in a room. If you pay attention to that set, it's it's replicating the end of the dragon cavern scenes exactly because again they were hoping to get footage stuck in there that was left by golden harvest somewhere uh. to to you know so if you look at that initial set before he goes down to the bottom where he has the the fight with tiger and huang jong li at the end he's there's a little room that mimics enter the dragon which you can clearly see they were trying to to snag some more footage uh from uh, uh enter the dragon and that's why Again, why they did this movie, because Gil Narv was going, hey, we got the footage, man. We got tons of it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so you brought up uh, the Tiger Man. I, I put down Leopard Man in my notes because uh, I don't know my animals at all. <laughs> yeah. We'd had Bolo earlier, but this was the new Bolo. In fact, it made me think of King Kong from The Dragon the Hero. Like, his chest hair was below his pecs, and he was wearing, you know, his, uh, his awesome... Uh, uh, tiger outfit but yeah that was I thought well i mean it may be a leopard outfit but his name he's known as tiger yang oh you know, that's his name so <laughs> i don't know maybe you know maybe it's maybe there's a ti- Dude, uh, leopard outfit. i just i have it I'm right not- here at wikipedia tiger yang as strong man in leopard suit <laughs> there you go there you go oh that's awesome exactly i'm just like okay so he was he was fast he was glorious he was so good at martial arts it was really fun to watch uh uh let me get it right tiger yang yeah tiger yang uh versus the uh, bobby tong Wong, yeah. Kim oh, yeah, Tung. Tung. yeah. It was so good I, just, <laughs> I loved that fight i thought it was one of the best in the whole film well yeah if you watch there's, there's a scene and then i've always watched it, it always makes me cringe but when he picks the box up and then uh, Kim Tae-jung does that jumping sidekick through the box. You can see, because he's trying to like, his foot comes out the other side and clocks him right in the face. I mean, it's a, they left that sucker in there. But watch it again. You'll see it's a full-on <laughs> sidekick to the mug in that one, man. Uh, all right. I'll check that out. Um, the- another thing I loved, uh, the dude that was fighting with the staff and the, with the you know knives on the sides, he does the backward running helicopter spinning technique. <laughs> oh my god, that was one of the best too. That that's was a good. Ter- that's a good, yeah. good term for it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was really fun. <laughs> that was right before uh, we get to the the big final fight, which I, I was yeah, actually that's, that Lee. That's Lee Hoi Sang who 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 uh, played that part. He's he's always popping into these Bruce Plotation films and oh, I, I liked him a lot. Or, I thought that was yeah, really fun great. and. And it was stylish, and there was so much acrobatics and stuff in this, uh, and and not in, like super cheesy ways. Like I've seen way cheesier stuff in just plain old Bruce Lee movies. Like I feel like they were really paying attention to detail in terms of like who's doing what. I mean, uh, we get to the big final fight uh, with uh, Huang Jie Li again, and I was actually at the edge of my seat with the whole katana fight. You're still alive. Of course I'm alive. No one can defeat me. But why did you pretend to be dead? You're asking too many questions. I'll let you go since you're Billy Lowe's brother. Get out while the going's good. It's your last chance. I'm not leaving here till I know the truth. Bobby Lowe, you'd better stay out of this. Now get out before I change my mind. My brother died for you. You won't get away with this. Because I intend to take revenge for my brother. (laughs) Take revenge. You're not good enough. You'll never defeat me. And now I'll be more than happy to let you join your brother. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, and I think this is an interesting period because this is right when Jackie Chan is starting to get, you know, he's starting to get his his name out there. His style is starting to take on. And it's very, you know, it's almost polar opposite of Bruce Lee, right? It's not, it's this comical sort of flamboyant, crazy flip stuff as opposed to Bruce's more direct jabs and kicks and, you know, what he would do. So this, this film sort of is sitting right on the cusp of those two different ways. So you've got them very much mimicking Lee's style with, with Tong Lung. And then, but there's a lot of this, you know, Yun Wu Ping putting in a lot of this, you know, you know, worked with Jackie Chan, of course, putting all this stuff in that's feeling very Jackie Chan. That's brilliant. Because, yeah, that's exactly Which what Which these, these films took. Eventually, these films started doing that. You'll start right in the early 80s, Bruce Lee, Dragon Lee, the rest of these guys, even Bruce Lai with the blind fist of Bruce, they started going into this more like territory of of the sort of Jackie Chan animal styles, a little bit of comedy. Uh, it was it was interesting as they tried to figure out where to go with it. Yeah, and this wasn't tongue in cheek, ha ha ha. This was being pretty serious. Like that's what martial artists are like. But it had that blend that I I didn't feel like like when I when people were getting punched, they were getting punched like. I didn't see a lot of pulled punches and a lot of fake kicks. I saw some pretty great, like, some great kicks, like some really great in the air, in your face. And, like, I I have no idea how that guy didn't just die, you know. Yeah, no, no. These guys that are in this film are extremely talented martial artists. I mean... The you know Huang Zhong Li and and the rest of them they're all really experienced and and most of them are you know well known in Korea too and in, in the action cinema so you know it's not you're getting a bunch of actors that are you know kind of learning from the the choreographer to fight so you're getting some really good uh, fight scenes in this yeah which makes me go back to uh, Game of Death uh, just for a second and I just thought it was so funny I I'd forgotten all about it but there's that fight between um... Uh, Bob Wall and Sammo Hung in the boxing ring. Yeah, and that did that. It did have like the realism of a Bruce Lee sort of fight choreography, but it definitely also had the really uh, hammed up uh, Sammo Hung. You know, <laughs> doing a little... well. You know, there's and there's. I don't know if it's a hundred percent true or not, but I've I've heard it a number of times now where. Apparently, Sammo really wanted to taper that fight scene down a little bit so the next one, once they got into the locker room, right. played up more. You know, he didn't want to do this big thing in the ring and then have it dwarf what takes place later when when uh, Kim Taejong and, and uh, Bob Wall are fighting in the lockers. And it kind of did. Aside from some, like, really over-the-top, uh, you know, him smashing, quote-unquote, Bruce Lee down through some wood and stuff, he, Bob's even though I know it wasn't the same day, but I got the feeling he was pretty fatigued already. Yeah, right, right when he gets in there with him. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, this big final fight, I thought the final fight was pretty great. Um, I thought uh, we were really, really doing up the Bruce Lee, uh, the dancing and the nose flips. And, you know, the thing that Bruce would do where he shakes his head a little and then looks serious. Gosh, I would have to say that uh, Tong Lung did all of those things like within 
a full 60 seconds like eight times each like we've got it we've got bruce back yeah well you know it's funny because they it you know there's we talk a lot about these bruce bloitation films and you know what makes them bruce bloitation and how heavy they are in that or, or what have you and game of death for instance has always been like bordered on being a Bruce Lee film and a Bruce Bloitation film. In some ways, it's the ultimate Bruce Bloitation film, how they, they took the, the sequences and turned it into an entire movie. But there's those who say, well, no, it's really a Bruce Lee film. They just put all this rest of the stuff on. You know what I mean? It like kind of walks this line. And I think this film is the only other one that kind of almost borders on that. Now, clearly, it's Bruce Lee had nothing to do with this. He's, you know, he's not really in the film, per se, because they're just snagging scenes out of other movies and putting them in there. But... There's a tone to this film, and I don't know if that makes sense, but it's where you kind of really get the feeling that these guys felt they were making the last Bruce Lee movie. And so they kind of put this it's very, uh, very somber-feeling movie, this Tower of Death. And even, you know, again, at the end when the credits roll, depending on which version you see, you know, the, the credits are playing over clips of Bruce Lee, again, as if to say, you know... Um, you know, we miss you and this is our sign, you know, or sending off to you or whatever. And again, it, you can sometimes go, yeah, well, that's just a gimmick, you know, put more Bruce Lee because you're trying to make more money. But I and that's probably true with the producers. But I do know that the filmmakers, they were on a diff, working on a different level. They were trying to say, hey, we respect you and what you gave to us. And, and we're trying to do our best to honor that. Um, you know, I would say um, I thought Tower of Death did it because they were like kind of enabled to because game of death did it game of death the whole opening sequence of it is like scenes from way of the dragon and scenes from uh fist of fury there's uh the scene there with uh oh what's his name his student that uh you you're you're who's the, his the guy the guy with the suspenders oh bob baker yeah there's the scene with bob baker where and that's you know kind of like in the game of death version i watched there's a ton of scenes of like that fight sequence so i thought that's interesting and then in this one it's really like the two movies have the have similar souls but they do play around with this like one is tied to like way of the dragon and fist of fury and this was definitely tied 100 percent to enter the dragon yeah, and, and and again, there's the same production company. You, know, you got Golden Harvest, and you and you've got a, a, some of the same people put you know working on this, um, and so it, it definitely has that you know kinship with it for sure. And again, I, I feel when you watch it, and it, it, there's you know, and this is me talking as a kid, you know, and I saw it as a kid, and and you know, part way into it, when the the the, the supposed character that's obviously being played by the same actor. Um, dies the first 20 30 minutes in and you're kind of that sense of like oh that was it that was the that was it they used up their bruce lee character now they're going on to show us you know his brother and it's just going to we're always going to see his face and there was this sort of a i remember as a kid almost feeling like that was it this is the last bruce lee movie you know so and in the credits even in the one of the versions you know the the end credits as they come up you're you're seeing clips from game of death and, and from several other Bruce Lee movies. And um, I, like I said, in this, there's that whole sequence at the funeral where it just feels like it becomes another tribute to Bruce Lee. So, I mean, again, this is a, I think one of the higher end Bruce Bloitation films in the sense of, you know, you had top notch guys working on it. Oh, yeah. Again, you're, you're, they're trying to, you know, you know, fool the audience in they're using Bruce Lee to sort of sell their movie for sure. But, 
Um, it's one of the ones that if you, especially if you get the Chinese version with the clips from Game of, uh, excuse me, from Enter the Dragon, you know, you as a fan are going to get your money's worth out of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, if you go out to Wikipedia and you look at like Bruce Lee and his filmography, they don't include Game of Death nor Game of Death Two or. Oh yeah, well, and I and I and I agree in a sense. I mean, he did only complete four films, and he was he shot a bunch of footage for Game of Death, which they you know chopped up and threw in the first one, and and you know so it kind of doesn't really count. But um, but they're the two. Uh, they really do have footage that you haven't seen in other things. Are they truly starring him? I guess I don't not, but yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was great. I am one. I am the consumer of this kind of thing. I love to see the footage that I hadn't seen in this light, and I like the way they blended it together, especially in Tower of Death. Not maybe so much in Game of Death. Game of Death is just like you could have just showed me the scenes of him fighting people and just put like cartoons around it, and I would have been pretty happy. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, they did release in that regard. They did release um, a couple. Do- there was two documentaries that came out. One was called "A Warrior's Journey," and I can't remember what the other one was. And they they cut together, and they're both slightly different, but they cut together the original Bruce Lee footage for Game of Death and and played it, um, you know, straight through. So they didn't cut it to make it because obviously in in the original footage, Bruce Lee is in the tower with two other guys. He goes up with two other gangster guys that he's who they're going accompanying him as they're going up in this tower. And so they always had to cut those two guys out of everything that got used in Game of Death that got released. So if you ever watch these documentaries, you'll you'll get to um see the full um the full sequences as they were shot. And it's funny because that you know, it's like the the finale of the movie, right? It's when Bruce Lee goes in the tower and he's working his way up. But when you watch it, you realize the editing this guy would have to do because the those three floors, the one with um, Dan and Asanto, the one with the Korean fighter, and the one with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right. cut together, end up being like 30-some minutes, like 38 minutes. And I'm thinking, if this was part of a movie, the whole end of the movie would be in this tower. Right. <laughs> you know? He still had a few ta- – he has still had a floor or two to go to, so. Yeah, I read something about, like, even after he defeats uh, Kareem Abdul – uh, Jabbar, it's like he's supposed to ascend some stairs and get to the next level for more fighting, but they just kind of blow it off. And and yeah, when you watch it, that's exactly what happens. It's like, okay, now it's time to just go ahead and fight the old doctor, the bald dude. And well, not- yeah, and and actually, I think Bruce Lee's idea for for Game of Death, and I had talked to Andre Morgan about this, who worked for Golden Harvest at the time they were doing this. The idea was after. Kareem, he, I think he was going to go up and just on the next level find, which was like a box that he opens up and inside's a mirror, you know, yeah. and he's just seeing himself. And they used this idea. This is an idea he took from his original story for Circle or the Silent Flute, which is the, the the script that Bruce Lee did that became Circle of Iron with David Carradine, and that's how that movie ends. And I think since it hadn't been made at that point, he was just kind of taking his idea and using it in this in game of death. Cause I mean, when you think about it, you get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he's playing the, um, he's playing the, uh, the, ex- the exponent, the, uh, the, excuse me, the, um, the, 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 what am I trying to say? The, the student of the unknown art. So basically the culmination of Bruce Lee's idea, which is getting to fight a guy that has no specific 
style. You know, that's the ultimate for Bruce Lee. So, you know, once you're going to fight Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there's not going to be another fighter after that. What are you going to do, fight a samurai? You know, right. so yeah. after that, was that was supposed to be the end uh, the end fight anyways. And then, um, I, don't know, I don't know where I was going with this, just to, except to, to run that course, is that I think he, pretty much Kareem was going to be the last fight like, in that, big uh, fight. In that yeah. tower. Yeah, That was hilarious, too. I loved the big uh, cheesy foot on his chest the whole time. Like his first oh, yeah. kick. Oh, my God. It's just... <laughs> killed me so good well so yeah uh summation uh i thought this was a freaking terrific film i thought it it did all the things that bruce exploitation films need to do plus plus because i still felt it technically fits within the realm it was it's for me i'd never even heard of it this is my missing bruce lee film there you go i like that i like that and i i um I'm kind of with you on this. You know, I feel like if if you want to kind of break into this this genre and, and see a movie where they where Bruce exploitation is sort of played out in all the categories, you know, you get the Bruce Lee footage, you get the actors imitating Bruce Lee, you get the um Bruce Lee motifs used whether it's the clothing he's wearing or the nunchakus or whatever. This film kind of has it all plus it's actually done fairly well. I mean, it's hokey, you got the lion, you got the you know, the prostitution, you know, which I guess I think she was a real prostitute, apparently, because most uh, actresses wouldn't take their tops off back then. So you had to kind of go down the street and find a, <laughs> yeah. a real prostitute. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think this 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 film definitely has it all. And, and like I said, there's a definite sense with it that uh, for me anyways, and maybe this is just my childhood relationship with it, where it's got a little bit of a somber sort of so long to Bruce Lee with the whole thing, you know, and and. And that music that, that gets played throughout that trumpet or whatever it is, that horn, it's just sort of like kind of kind of wells you up a little bit every time I see it. Yeah, I agree with you. This is not a feel-good movie. This It's not like it feels bad, but it is not trying to make light of itself. This feels nothing like uh, Deadly Fingers, where you're just the yeah. whole time it's just a little <laughs> bit of ham. This was very serious into itself. They thought they were making, and they were. I mean, the, the lion thing, uh, you're constrained by budgets and stuff, and you don't actually want to kill, you know, uh, Tong Lung. <laughs> so we're not going to use a real lion. Uh, people, if you haven't seen this and you go to watch it, just be gentle on the lion scene. Keep a Keep a positive view. Think it's really a lion. That's what the director wanted. That's what the producers wanted. Just think it's real. And it's it's. It is weirdly real. Like, they got a real lion's head, and then they put it on a small Chinese man and put him in a fursuit. <laughs> it's good oh. stuff, baby. It was good. I, I, that part did not... It, it pulled me out a little bit, and I was pulled right back in. I was waiting for the damn peacock scene. They set up this whole thing that uh, Lewis can control the peacocks. That's right. I think they tried. It just didn't pay off. So they just had him. They had him eat a raw piece of meat instead. Right. They had a bunch of like uh, Chinese guys wearing dirt-colored suits in a desert with, you know, peacocks on their head attacking uh, Tong Li, and they're just like, ah, never mind. Now that looked like shit. Now, and and you know, and just and just before we let this whole thing go, Tong Long didn't do too many of these films. He, you know, he's um, he was one of those guys that could have easily been 
you know, uh, uh, join the the ranks with Bruce Lee and Bruce Lai and Dragon Lee. But he's he did such prominent stuff that I you know he's sort of held in that sort of high uh, <laughs> the high Bruce exploitation meter because he you know he did he was the guy he was the fight guy in Game of Death you know he's right. the guy that's doing the there was a couple different doubles in Game of Death he basically was the fight the fight double and then um, he came into Tower of Death and then he did one called Bruce and Jackie to the Rescue. Where it's sort of like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan kind of team up and 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 fight the bad guys, and then he had one last film that he did, which is we talked about this because it just came out on Blu-ray, is No Retreat, No Surrender, which was Van Damme's first film, and so in that one he comes back as Bruce Lee's spirit, and that's also the same director as as this film. I was going to ask that. I thought there was a crossover with like producer director, but yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. So you know, it's if you're gonna see if you want to see uh you know uh, Tong Lung, this is the way to this is probably the way to see him. That's perfect. Well, uh, so yeah, um, do you have any news for us? No, nothing special that I can jump out yet. You know, I'm, we're we're deep in the editing on the uh, documentary, so I'm hoping I'm going to start getting some dates soon. We might we might be releasing a trailer for it at some point, so that's uh, I'll I'll let you know. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, we're gonna. I think we still got to go to New York and just get a couple more people, but um, I'm excited to get it out there, man. Okay. And we've got some great uh, movies that we've already uh, got the rights to that we're going to be releasing on Blu-ray, and I'll pro- I might be doing a couple of audio commentaries on a couple of the discs so that'll be kind of fun well, terrific well thank you sir thank you michael thank you my man always good to get together and talk a little bruce i just, i love i love the bruce and uh, i i keep thanking you one by one of these episodes of introducing me to new stuff that inspires the mind and makes me want to do more kung fu <laughs> i love it to close us out here is the opening to tower of death Jeet Kune Do demands speed, accuracy, and power. 